with the card you play. Looking out, so special for the keep the safe and then for every minute what you believe is right. Silhouette, conspiracies, indefinite, never fool, gotta stay cool, smoke another cigarette, whatever you believe in now. Welcome back to the Kaiku Podcast. Uh, Chris and Pax are with me. Hello. Yo. And we are here to do our annual Anime Secret Santa project. Yay! The ass! Yeah. Uh, we do love the ass. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, this time around, I am talking about Girlish Number. Chris, you are talking about My My Miracle. And Pax, you are talking about Akka. Uh, which of us would like to begin? I'll go ahead and go get it out the way. Yeah, I watched My My Miracle... Um, my initial picks were Dusk Maiden of Amnesia, Lou Over the Wall, and In This Corner of the World. Um, but see, I use Letterbox to record and log all of the movies I watch, so movies tend to not get put into my anime list. Um, and uh, Dusk Maiden of Amnesia is out of print, ink. <clears throat> so I couldn't I couldn't watch it. So I got my two backups, which were um, Franz Kafka's Country Doctor and My My Miracle. Guess which one I uh, saw and which one I hadn't seen. So yeah, I basically saw almost all of uh, My Secret Santa's recommendations because My Secret Santa and me and I, we are on the very same wavelength and we talk about the same anime to each other. Quite a bit, so it was a very good pairing this time. Um, it's funny because my my miracle, I I I participated in the Kickstarter uh, to get that thing released in English the first time through um, the UK's All the Anime. Yeah, I backed that too. Mm-hmm. Yep, same. And that 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 nice, pretty, shiny Blu-ray disc just sat on the shelf, and it's been what five years. Something like that. It feels like it. Have either of you two seen My My Miracle? Yeah, I watched it. Oh, it was six years ago. Um, uh, seven in February was when they uh, launched the Kickstarter. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, um, I watched it when I got the di- when I when I got the Blu-ray from nice. the Kickstarter. So probably like five years ago, something like that. Johnny on the spot. Um, well, so My My Miracle, just to Real quick, it was directed by Sunao Katabuchi, who, strangely enough, directed Black Lagoon, but not so strangely uh, directed In This Corner of the World. So one of these is more like the other than uh, the other. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm so tired, guys. I've been up <laughs> since 3 o'clock this morning. Yeah, um, uh, it, it's... It's not so much Black Lagoon. Yeah, uh, it's it's much more along in the this corner of the world line. Um, one of the things that I found really interesting, and I don't know if I'm going to get skewered by the listeners or even by my secret Santa when they listen to it, is what I found interesting about this film is it almost feels like a companion piece to My Neighbor Totoro. Like, My Neighbor Totoro is about these two young girls who are dealing with some very real and not so pleasant real world circumstances. And they begin to imagine the, the world of magic as a way to cope with the reality that, um, that they are facing. My, my miracle is kind of like the reverse. It's about this young girl who is already completely immersed in her imagination and the quote unquote magical and 
this the the story is more about her using the the imagination and the magic that she already has in her to learn about the real world like she's completely uh the word is evading me she's completely clueless about how the real world works because she's just this very spunky fun imaginative girl but the world around her is very serious and there's a lot of events that happen over the course of the film that she has to learn how to deal with as you know not so much an adult because she's still only 10 years old but it's along those lines it's kind of like a coming of age type of story um and throughout the course of the film, she is imagining this story about a princess from, I don't know, like two or three thousand, a thousand years prior. That's what it was. Um, and the, the, the imaginated story of this thousand year old princess mirrors some of the ch- trials and tribulations of her current day world. And it, it really does feel like it mirrors my neighbor Totoro in almost every aspect and in mirror i i mean a direct mirror where it's kind of the reverse and opposite but it follows the same trajectory and it has the same heart and the same spirit it doesn't it doesn't hurt that uh madhouse produced the film so a it's gorgeous b it does kind of have a little bit of a studio ghibli-esque character designs but it goes above and beyond and this is where madhouse is terrific a lot of the imagined creatures they have very different character designs they look like they're drawn from another movie altogether and so it's got a much more unique and stylized look to the film as opposed to just being uh one style through and through like a studio ghibli or like my neighbor totoro um i really i really enjoy the film i didn't quite love it uh but i did really really like it and i think i think i didn't truly fall in love with it because because of the my neighbor totoro comparisons that i was pulling throughout the whole thing that my mind just kept going back to totoro over and over and over and over again and totoro is one of my favorite movies so it's like already got this built-in unfair comparison that was just being reinforced as i kept watching the film Mm. but the there's nothing bad about the film. I didn't, I not once did I think like, Oh, this sucks or anything. It was just, this is good. I like it, but it was, it it never really reached above and beyond, which to, to, to go outside of the scope is a lot better than in this corner of the world, which I did not like. Um, surprise. The whole world just, just started flaming me on the internet. Um, I, I did not like that film because I felt if you don't know about the Hiroshima bombing and you don't know when that occurred, the movie has absolutely zero emotional weight to it. The only thing that makes that movie tense and sad and pulls you along through it is the real world knowledge of what's coming. The movie itself doesn't have jack shit about about building tension or building drama it's just these very nice and very pleasant series of events but then you're supposed to really feel something when the event of the the a-bomb happens and you do because it's tragic but the the film doesn't earn those feelings um that sounds awful of me but i mean i would i would i don't necessarily want to have this argument right now 
<laughs> but I would argue that's kind of the point. And maybe it is, but at the time that I watched it, that was just kind of the vibe I was getting. So, you know, maybe that is the point, and it would do me very good to, to sit with it again. But My My Miracle feels very much, you know, of the same kind of, it's things happening, but I feel that it did earn a lot of its stakes at the end of the film. The whole episode with the young boy whose father was a cop who ended up committing suicide and he goes to the hooker and her pimps to try and get revenge because they are the cause of him gambling their money away, which is why he killed himself. Like it's all kinds of fucked up shit. Um, the film really earns those emotional beats, but in the end, it's just a series of vignettes and vignetted films really, I, I have a difficult time with me rising up to the cream of the crop some something about the episodic films they're just like man that was amazing i really enjoyed that but that's about it um and that's where my my miracle sits it's definitely i'm not saying by any stretch that it's a bad film or i i I wouldn't even be stretched to say that it has any major flaws to it it's a very beautiful film it's a very pleasant film and it seems like something that a lot of people would really, really like. And I remember when the all the anime Kickstarter happened, everybody was super shocked because it, at the time, all the anime were like, we're going to do an old movie, which was like, it was five years old at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, fucking anime internet fandom. Um, and everybody had written it off as something that was never going to be released over here. And now... Uh, Somebody, I can't remember who, if it's Sentai or Right Stuff or somebody, released released it here in America again. Um, so, I mean, it's got life to it, but it's it's still not a film that comes up in the conversation a whole lot. And that, I think, is kind of unfair. It's, it's really good, and I think a lot of people would really, really enjoy it if they watched it. So it should be a part of that conversation. I think that's downside of a lot of anime films, though, right? Because we don't usually get them... I mean, we get a lot of them now through theaters, but then even then, not a lot of people see them, or at least definitely not as many people see them as just generally watch anime through streaming. Then with mm-hmm. this one, like, I'm sure there is, I remember there being a lot of enthusiasm over the Kickstarter, like a lot of uh, people in our friend group backed it, but then once you receive it, that three, six, twelve months or whatever later, you have kind of forgotten about your own enthusiasm and or like if you are like me and Chris, you don't watch it at all until you're forced yeah. to through Animation Rosanna. <laughs> yeah, I think like that is so like over the past couple of years and you guys know this because it's come up a lot when we've done like our year end shows is I've gotten more into like films and less into watching like anime series. So like I pay a lot closer attention to that stuff and I also live in in New York City, which until this year was a great place for seeing that stuff in theaters. Um, so, like, that stuff stayed on my radar a lot, but I do feel like, in general, new anime films, like, even if they get, like, home video releases in the U.S., tend to get forgotten really quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like, in this like... corner of the world didn't get forgotten because it's quote-unquote important. And then um, Promare didn't get forgotten because it was Promare, but like What's really, uh, it's this it's this uh, <laughs> cartoon that you should watch. Um, but like beyond that, I feel like 
stuff gets forgotten pretty quick. Even stuff like uh, Uasa's movies, which are all friggin' great, um, mm-hmm. tend to get like lost pretty quickly. And a lot of that, I think, it's just the victim of the way like fandom is now. Everyone moves on really freaking quick. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't even have that twelve-week staying power that most anime do. Yeah. Um, I like this movie though. I liked uh, My My Miracle. It's been uh, I wanted to rewatch it and then I just didn't get around to it this week before we recorded. Um, but it it's a, it's charming. I like it a lot. I like the the I think like the girls and their adventures. Like I like vignette stuff, which is probably like a difference there. Is like that's a thing I really uh. I'm attracted to is those kind of like vignetted stories. And I think this largely handles it well. I think the Totoro comparison is an interesting one. Um, it's not wrong. It's not really something I thought about, but you're, you're not wrong. Um, I'm also not anywhere near as attached to Totoro as you are though. So yeah, these are connected vignetted stories. It's not like a uh, robot carnival or whatever. Oh, you no, know, it's all no. connected. That's what I thought. Robot Carnival's cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that last year. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Uh, that was that was my secret Santa last year. It's cool, right? It's cool. I, I need to watch that, too. I have that <laughs> as well. <laughs> but yeah, no, My My Miracle. Very good, very good. Um, a lot of people would really like it, especially if they like those charming, warm-hearted, uh, kid-focused anime like Studio Ghibli and stuff. Definitely... Definitely glad that I got to watch it, finally. I mean, it's, like, of those kind of, like, if you're looking for kid-focused, like, yeah, anime movies that aren't by uh, Ghibli, like, it's pretty high on the list for me mm. of stuff that's, like, recent. In I can see that, absolutely. Um, and I did double-check it. It's Right Stuff that put it out. Okay. Mm. And it's only 13 bucks right now on Right Stuff. Nice. Hot damn. It's better than the, the what, 50 bucks for the imported Blu-ray? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the other thing I was going to say about the Blu-ray is the other thing that was really cool about it was even though it was all the anime doing it in the UK, for this one specifically, they it, they deliberately did a region-free release mm-hmm. and encouraged like like people in like the US, for example, to back it and they would ship it to them. Like they did other Kickstarters where they had to region lock them, but this one specifically wasn't, which was really cool. And which it's I think part is why everyone latched onto it. Yeah, which is also kind of funny because on the K on the box it still says it's region B only. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was region free, so that was really cool. And it, it's got a booklet in it or something. I don't have it in front of me. I didn't I didn't memorize the the packaging, but I mean it's a really sweet little release. Yeah, I guess that's what your that's what the fifty dollars go for the the you booklet know, the the, uh, the honor to kickstart it. You know. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, so anything else on my miracle before we move along um no but i just want to let my secret santa know that yes franz kafka's country doctor is amazing that is a that is a 10 star film sir um lou over the wall i just watched that earlier this year and that is amazing that is a that is a, a 10 star beautiful amazing thing i actually like lou over the wall a lot more than ride your wave pat which is mm. surpri- which was surprising but not by much. Ride Your Wave was still super, super good. Yeah. We'll talk. Um, I think we'll have a conversation about that in the near future. Oh, boy. Did you and log then, all of those in Anime Planet? No. no I, <laughs> I, I need to go back and do that. And then whatever the other 
Oh yeah, we already I already talked about it in the corner of the world. I, I really would like to watch Dusk Maiden of Amnesia for you, but uh, that's not easy to get anymore, and I'm lazy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Let's, Make it uh, easier to get. Let's move along here. I'll I'll talk about mine. Um, so I watched uh, Girlish Number. I also watched nine, nine I think, episodes of uh, Galaxy Angel. Um, so my, my anime other, classic Galaxy Angel. Yeah. I would not call her a classic. Uh, mm. From the director of Chihaya Furu, Galaxy Angel. <laughs> All right. There we go. There we go. Um, so my other picks were Penguin Grum, which I did for a previous Secret Santa, and I guess I forgot to uh, to mark it on, on Anime Planet, and Hitohira, which I am still not quite sure what that is. Um, it's not streaming anywhere either, so I was obviously going to pick one of the other ones. Uh, Galaxy Angel is on YouTube from uh, Nozomi, and Girlish Numbers on High Dive. I decided to try both of them out in a uh, futile attempt to watch both of them, but uh, Galaxy Angel didn't really stick with me. I heard that it takes a couple episodes to, well, like, 9 or 10 episodes to really get going, and I did not reach that 9 or 10 episode threshold. Uh, I kind of stalled out at around 8 or 9. I found one or two episodes to be pretty funny, but uh, it just didn't, like a lot of anime comedy just doesn't really stick around with me. Like even I'm just sitting here shaking my head as you're talking. <laughs> uh, even like Osamatsu, I watch. I like the first season of that a lot, and then like the first episode was obviously brilliant, but by the second episode, I was just kind of burning out on it. Um, but yeah, Girlish Number. Have any of you watched Girlish Number? I, I don't think I don't think I watched past episode two of Osamatsu either. So don't feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked the first season of Otsumatsu, and then that was enough. Yeah. Uh, I suspect that was a lot of people's feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, Galaxy Angel is good, though, actually, and you're bad and wrong. Oh. Um, it's not yeah, always But, bad, right? like, Galaxy Angel, like, the thing is, it's from a... It's from a different era of anime comedy, I feel like. Yeah, I could definitely feel that. And, like, right. I... I liked it better than Excel Saga, which kind of it kind of gave me Excel Saga vibes, and yeah, I did not like I, Excel Saga. Yeah, I don't like Excel Saga really either, but I like Galaxy Angel. Um, and here I am, just shaking my head. <laughs> uh, it, it it's such a fascinating thing, like looking back on it, because it's like they were making this serious like dating, like it's it's kind of like a dating sim slash strategy game kind of thing. Um, and they were going to make it like a big mixed media property, so they got uh, the studio to uh, it's Madhouse again, isn't it? Um, Not sure. Yeah, and um, they got the they get the studio to um, produce a cartoon, uh, and they just kind of tell them, yeah, it is Mad. Um, yeah, go ahead and do whatever the fuck you want. They don't give them like any rules for this thing. They said, yeah, we just want a cartoon that's on the air. Here are the characters. And they just went and made fucking weird uh, <laughs> gag comedy in space with all sorts of bizarre situations, which, like, now that's kind of a, a trend. Like, people love doing that kind of shit now. But, like, back when they did it, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty unique. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, at least the production. Uh, the production history is interesting, and I, I did latch on to a couple of the episodes, and I'm like, well, maybe more will be good. So I was like watching over lunch, but then I just kept forgetting, and then and then it was too late, and I was like, all right, I give up. Uh, I'd already watched Girlish Number by that time anyway. Uh, but you, have either of you watched Girlish Number? No. All right. Well, um, I would not recommend watching it. It's not like a terrible show. I kind of liked it, but um, it's not worth seeking out. Um, 
or could go out of your way of, I would think. But anyway, it's about the main character is uh, a uh, let's see, university student named Kitose. She is uh, trying to become a seiyu, and she um, or there are two fellow rookie seiyu as well. Um, Yai and Koto, I believe, are the other ones. Uh, well, scroll through Wikipedia here, it's been a bit. Um, no, so there are... Uh, Momoko is the other one, I believe. And then there are two uh, veterans, Koto and Kazuha. Um, so it's basically about these five characters being in this... Uh, Kikose is like in this anime that has a very rough production... Um, they, uh, show a trailer of the anime, and they're, like, very, people are very excited about it, and then they are like, oh, we're gonna show the first episode at this next event, and, uh, by the time they get to the next event, like, all they have is the trailer and then some other rough <laughs> storyboards, so it's that kind of produ- production of this anime, and Chitose is kind of worrying that this is going to ruin her whole career for being the, the lead in this, and people are, like, kind of trashing her online as well. But uh, at the same time, as you look into Kikose's life, she, I mean, she doesn't really deserve the crashing, but, like, her um, outlook as a person is just that she wants to be a seiyu, to be famous, and to get rich. Uh, I don't know if she's angling to get rich, but she, she's angling to earn a lot of money um, through through being a seiyu. So her, uh, uh, she's not exactly pure in her in her thoughts here. Um, and she also doesn't really know much about acting or this whole business. Like, the the two veterans that she's with a lot of this time are teaching her a lot of things, and as the series goes on, you kind of learn that she is uh, failing in several ways, not only the voice acting way, but also from, like, being a person way, and the, the veterans kind of teach her, um, or help her along the way, um... To, to both be a better voice actor and be a better person. Like the character growth for Kikose, I think was pretty interesting. She became much more likable of a character uh, from the early going to to the later episodes. But yeah, I uh, I watched or I finished the series maybe a week and a half ago, and then let, I'm I'm struggling to remember literally any details from it. Was it funny? Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny, and it's not really a comedy anime. How, how much like Shirobako was it? This sounds like something that was came up in the wake of Shirobako to kind of cash in. Yeah, that. that was one of the comparisons on the um, on the A N review. It's like sh- they said it was like Shirobako and uh, series that they said uh, Shirobako and my teen romantic comedy Snafu, and it was not the, the dialogue was not nearly as smart and uh, or smart seeming as it was in my teen romantic comedy because those teens uh, are are smart but they are not as smart as they think they are, and Shirobako is just much better with its uh with its characters and with its especially with its story i think um this one that she was on like two or three projects she so she tells was on two or three voice acting projects throughout this and it always felt like uh they were trying to move the ball along rather than tell this story of this whole production like shirobaka was i don't know very strange anime um mm. i don't remember what my last year's uh Secret Santa was, but I feel like for several years I've had a lot of misses. I don't, 
It, it yeah. seems like it. I think I think last year you you had a hit. I'm trying to remember. I was about to search the old the website. Yeah, someone look it up. By someone, I mean not me. Oh, I got a giant Gorg last year. Gorg was good. Yeah, Gorg's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the year before that was Azumanga Gaio. Serial Experiments Land. All right. I'm yeah, remembering you, you Gungu like Tool. I'm remembering Gungu Tool from 2016. I'm the one who's been mi- been missing a lot. Mm. <laughs> what, you can like what, Shimo what Nekta? What did you last year? Huh? What was yours last year? It was Robot Carnival last year, which was good. But uh, yeah. before that was uh, Shimo Nekta. Mm. And 2016 was Shimo Nekta. 2018 was Alien 9 and Key the Metal Idol. Mm. 2017 was Girls and Penzer. Yeah. I, li- I liked Key the Metal Idol. I didn't care for Alien 9, I recall. I did not care for Girls and Penzer. Yeah. Yeah, if I was to pick one you would have liked out of that list, it would have been Key the Metal Idol. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I did watch. I-, I had a day off, so I watched, like, eight episodes of Girlish Number in that day, just, like, in one setting, so I can't, I don't think I can really say that I disliked the series, but um, it was very easily digestible. It's kind of, like, in the the Moe Girls canon uh, of series where it's just, like, you're hanging out with these Moe Girls doing stuff, and I, f- I find these very digestible usually, so uh, I watch them, but then they're also extremely disposable, uh, and this one getting really late, leaving lasting impression like something like Shirobako did, which is also kind of Moe Girls hanging out, but it was very good. Yeah. It was Moe Girls hanging out go straight through ya. Yeah. But they're right. so good. Eh, sometimes. Uh, Alright, Pax. Um, you're our last one. You're oh, talking about Haka. Yeah, so I got something I actually liked, unlike these jerks. Um, <laughs> uh, so this year. Uh, my picks from My Secret Santa were Bokurano, which I'd actually already seen and read, um, and I guess just wasn't checked in, uh, A Place Further Than the Universe, and Akka. And I've been meaning to watch A Place Further Than the Universe for a while, too, and I just didn't. I just decided I wanted to watch Akka instead, and I kind of cheated because I'd watched the first episode of it, like, two or three years ago, and just... I liked it, but I just never kept watching the show. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go and actually finish this. And I'm glad I did because I freaking loved it. I ended up watching the entire thing in one day. Um, uh, I wasn't planning to do that. And then just so I was like, no, this is good. I want to see where it, where it goes. And then it hits a twist at a point and it's like, well, I have to actually just sit here and watch <laughs> it the rest of the way through now. Because it's not like I have anywhere else I'm going. It's like, my plan was to play video games after this. <laughs> so, and just wait a couple hours to play video games. Um, but yeah, Akka was freaking great. Um, it's a, also a Madhouse show. Everything we've talked about is Madhouse except for Girlish Number. Um, and it's a, based on a Natsume Ono comic. Um, and it's obsessively like, so there's like this, this country, it's like a, it's a, it's a kingdom that's, made up of, like, 13, like, states that all have some levels of autonomy. But then there's, like, a nationalized, like, organization called ACA that runs, like, the police and the uh, the fire department and transit and things of that nature for the entire for the entire country um, of Doha. And they're also, and, like, oversight for the districts, I believe. Yeah, and... Uh, our, our main character is this, co- is this guy, Gene Otis, who is part of this 
um, inspection agency, they're essentially like a like an oversight in like internal affairs, like apparatus for the the whole ACA organization across all thirteen states. And he's basically like he is more or less the inspection guy, where his job is literally travel to all of these states and inspect like their operations, make sure everything's on the up and up, you know, catch corruption and stuff like that uh, as early as possible, that kind of thing. And it kind of follows him uh, as he's doing this. And it's like him. And then he's got a younger sister that lives with him that he, that like she more, she's like high school age that he kind of like, they, they take care of each other really. And then it, it, it works itself into this really wacky subplot of like different levels of this organization of Akka are all investigating a potential coup at the same time because the king is like 90 years old and his shitty fail son grandson is the is the first person in line for the throne so everyone's convinced obviously there's going to be some kind of coup um over this and I don't want to spoil it because, like, the show is actually really great and you should go watch it. But, um, like, I spent a lot of it going, oh, is there even a coup? Is this just people talking about a thing that's not real? Because it feels so, like, everyone, like, talks so high level about everything constantly. It feels like everyone's just up their own asses. But that's kind of a charm of it. Because everyone is so absurd. It's really, really fun. I loved it a lot. Um, and I loved the... Honestly, I loved the way it ended, too. It was really, like, something I was like, oh, this is great. I get why everyone liked this, because I remember people really being into it when it aired. It's like, yeah, I'm glad I actually finally went and watched it. So, hey, I got a win. I got my win. It's been, it had been, I kept getting friggin' idols because um, of Chris. <laughs> I wonder why. For so damn long. <laughs> well, you know, just, you need to give in to the idols, Pat. Yeah, well, once you get me one, show me one that I like. Um, you you didn't watch Love Live Sunshine. Yeah, but I watched a Love Live. A Love Live. Shut up. That's enough. That's all you get. You get no. one. No. Yeah. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> the the most I've liked an Idol show was probably, and I don't know if I actually even finished it. Was probably um the Idol Master anime. Yeah, um, I think that's funny because I only give you one Idol ma- uh, one Idol show every time I get you as the uh, Secret Santa. That's not true, because you gave me Zombieland Saga and Love Live Season 2 last time. Like, like one of those is really an idol show. You could have watched Witchcraft. What, is Love Live not an idol show now? What? I said I said Zombie. I was talking about Zombieland, you dork. Yeah, I know I'm making a joke, because Zombieland Saga is a... not funny. <laughs> the thing I didn't like about Zombieland Saga <laughs> was that it was an idol anime pretending it wasn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> You could have watched Witchcraft Works that first year. Is that that show is very good. I still haven't watched that either. There's a lot of anime. Yeah, that, that show's good. Um, but yeah, Pat, you got really two really good suggestions there, and Akka and Place Further Than the Universe. Like, I think you'll like, once you watch Place Further Than the Universe, you would really like that one too. Um, but in terms of Akka, like, I just finished the manga of that, and, and the, I can say the manga, it finishes very uh, satisfactorily and um, kind of in the same uh joking funny vein that Akka kind of runs on uh low-key runs on throughout its duration um because like I, j- I joke that Akka is kind of a bread manga as well or instead of a political intrigue manga 
about a coup because everyone is so obsessed with Bragg and that they are oh, like yeah. near a Bragg shop and then there is uh, I forget what district it is but a district that infamously has very large food oh yeah that like uh, yeah didn't talk about that enough actually is like how like one all the districts are extremely distinct and then food is a specifically bread is a big through point in the whole thing mm-hmm. and like the obsession with bread is a absurd so it's really funny and it's like it's just really funny constantly it's actually an extremely for a thing that's kind of trying to be serious it's also extremely funny at the same time um and yeah the bread is a big part of that loving illustrations of fancy sandwiches there's a whole running gag that like in one of the districts they don't have like traditional sandwich bread like fluffy kind of sandwich bread so like when when these kids when this guy go goes to uh bought on the 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 capital district um where like uh Gene lives and uh he has like regular ass toast for the first time in his life and it's like this life changing experience to him <laughs> and I mean like plain ass toast it's like he has it plain and he's like what is this magic and then someone's like, try putting butter on that toast. <laughs> and he puts some butter on that toast. It's like, this is incredible. I've never had anything like this in my life. Listen, listen, I don't like your tone, Pat. There is no love for bread that is too much. There is no absurdity to the amount of bread. There, it love. is absolutely no. absurd. Yeah, no, no it is, it is no. a loving to an no. absurd level. No, no, it's not no. possible. And you obviously have just not ever had good toast because some plain ass toast is life changing, Pat. I am on Gene's side on this. No, uh, like, look, I like I, am, to- I, I like bread. some good toast. I like some good butter toast or whatever. But like, <laughs> come on. You're sitting there. You got got a little bit of hunger going. You're like, man, I don't know what to do. You grab a piece of bread. You just start munching on it. And you're like, you know, this is really hitting the spot, but it's not. It's not taking me to that next level. You pop that bitch in the toaster for a couple of seconds, and then you take a crunchy little bite. And you're like, oh shit, that is what I was mi- missing. And then and then someone tells you about the butter. Wait, did someone tell him to put some cinnamon on top of that butter? I don't. He get, he gets really into elaborate like toast. Like I'm with this. There, there's a scene. It's in like it's in it's in like the epilogue of like the prince character. It's like snack time, and he's with his like guard, who is the guy who's obsessed with toast. And like the prince is absolutely fucking sick of toast because all he eats is toast anymore <laughs> because his 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 like man guard man uh like is obsessed with toast so he's got bread all the fuck he's got sandwich bread all over the place so all he eats is different kinds of toast and it's like well we've got cinnamon toast today or we've got french toast tomorrow or that sounds like like heaven (laughs) but the prince is right it was too much toast there's no such thing you gotta change it up man you gotta have variety (laughs) i'm telling you there's no such thing you gotta go to you gotta go to that district Corey mentioned where everything is huge and get like a yeah. giant apple or something like that. <laughs> or a giant piece of bread. Yeah, or, or yeah, giant bread. Or, like, one of the characters is obsessed with chocolate, and he just likes plain-ass chocolate. And that's good, too. Yeah. They, like, whenever Gene goes to different districts, he always brings back food. They have a party with food. It's, it is very much a food manga and a political intrigue manga, I think. The political intrigue is great. 
it's really fun. It, it goes places you don't expect. Yeah. And yeah, it's Gene is a freaking great character because uh, he's like significantly more like like meant like together than people give him credit for being. He's like way more clever and like aware of what's of the world around him than people give him credit for. And he uses that as like a strength, which is really, really cool. Cause no one, cause his job is to inspect every, like all these places, but he comes off ex- extremely unassuming, but he figures out all these mysteries pretty much instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very satisfying story. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> fun show. Honestly, like I really, really liked it. I think it's still on Crunchyroll. Um, so yeah, check that out. Yeah, Helen sold me on this um, way back when uh, she had it on her uh, top top five of the year, whatever year that was. I just still haven't gotten around to it yet because I'm awful. (laughs) But when when it first came out, I wasn't super excited for it because I was a huge fan of Natsume Ono's manga until there was so much Natsume Ono manga available here. Like, I was drowning in it, and it was losing (laughs) some of its charm Mm. to me. Um, But this still sounds like something I really need to to sit down with. Yeah, I haven't had, actually, a ton of experience with Natsume Ono. Like, I know who she is. Like, the only other thing of hers that I really ever paid really close attention to was House of Five Leaves, which I love. Yeah, Um, it's a good one back when that I, I i watched the anime i never read the comic but um so like to me that i didn't i don't have i didn't have any of that kind of issue because it was just yeah. kind of a mm. yeah ristorante paradiso is a great manga i didn't really get into the anime too much um but the ma- the manga was really good but then there was this whole spin-off manga called la gente which i think just went on for far far too long it's only three volumes mm. Far, far too long. <laughs> I've also read Restaurant Compare You, so I've not watched the anime. I cannot imagine how they get 12 episodes out of that. Um, <laughs> and I've read House of Five Leaves and Aka as well. Uh, so I, I like Naxime Uno a lot. Um, then the the anime is still on Crunchyroll. 12 episodes and an OVA that I was not aware of. But um, from 2017, Helen Haggagut, number three. The little uh the the little OVA shorts are really fun too because they're just like little quick vignette things. Oh, cool. Um, and they're they're really really cute. Uh, so. Oh, all right. So, uh, my my miracle and girlish number and uh, Aka. Um, do y'all have any uh any closing thoughts on on those three series before we close this episode? It was a good movie. I just want to make sure people understand that it was a good movie and that I like it. Pat over here saying that he's the only one who liked what he watched. Well, I, 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 look, you hated the movie. It's okay. You can admit oh it. <laughs> we, we won't begrudge you. I mean, it was definitely no Lupin the Third Goodbye Partner. No, that was a good one. That was a good movie. <laughs> I watched The Last Job earlier today. That was also a good one. How are there more Lupin after that? If they're back to The Last Job. Because it's always the last job. <laughs> like every every Lupin movie, whether it's in the title or not, there's something about it that oh, this is going to be it. It's good stuff. Mon Lupin, stop lying to us. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. uh, where can we find everybody on the internet? Yeah, you can find me um, on Twitter. I'm at Pat's Prime. I I do some stuff for Anti Gamers. I'm like a semi regular 
host on their podcast at anagamers.com. And I have my own podcast, The Cockpit, at thecockpit.com. And uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Gokufi. You can also find me at my YouTube channel, Cups of Night Films. Uh, right now I'm doing a uh, video series where basically, hopefully every day, I have a new short video posted where I grab a random movie off of my shelf and talk about it. It's called What's on Your Shelf. So uh, head on over and check that out and uh, tell me what's on your shelf. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Compassionate K. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Taiku Podcast. It's T-A-I-I-K-U. And you can like all of our episodes over at TaikuPodcast.com. Thank you both for coming on. Thanks to uh, Vinny and Diego from All Geeks Considered for organizing this. Um, a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone who celebrates and uh, to people who don't as well. You deserve cheer. Yes. So, all right. I did. I watched My My Miracle. Um, hold on. I need hold to figure on. Out, I got to figure out what my other things were, because that's what we do. Oh, yeah. I was just pulling that up myself. <clears throat> okay.